my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of VHS Strikes Back. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, we've been waiting for this one for a little while, haven't we? So what are we going to be looking at this week? Well, Dave, we are reviewing the 1984 classic teen movie and coming-of-age film for quite a lot of us around the 40th age bracket, Karate Kid. Awesome. Now, it was released in cinemas in 1984. It was directed by John G. Avildsen of Rocky fame, written by Robert Mark Kamen and starred Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita and the lovely Elizabeth Shue. Now, Chris, what do you remember about this movie? Again, Dave, like quite a lot of the films that we've reviewed, it was something as a kid, especially a young Chris, I was absolutely in love with Elizabeth Shue. Forget the karate. <laughs> we all like the, the sort of downtrodden hero comes back to avenge, you know, a, a loss and everything. But I absolutely followed Elizabeth Shue's career from Karate Kid, whether it was Adventures of a Babysitter, uh, Leaving Las Vegas. She's obviously been in The Boys recently. Cocktail was one of my favourites because that's around the time when a lot of the hormones were kicking in, Dave, and there's a specific <laughs> scene in The Waterfall with Tom Cruise, but she did cheat on him, the bastard. But anyway, Dave, let's, let's, let's move on from that and Cocktail. But absolutely stunning actress for me she was she's a beautiful girl and and that's one of the reasons really why karate kid meant a lot and i think around the time i was watching karate kid was about 86 87 i did get my first girlfriend dave and i actually remember and this is gonna well i'm gonna tell you this story i am gonna fucking cringe 100 <laughs> i remember it being the summer of 87, 88, before the summer holidays, and I got with this girl. Her name was uh, Emma Porcelli Dave. Never forget her. her dad was a psycho Italian, and she absolutely, we, we were together, but I actually didn't want to go out with her. What's got another girl called Kerry? And she knew it, and she goes, You fancy Kerry? No, I don't. No, but my one of my best mates is going to be Kerry. And obviously, even then, these, you just don't do that to your best friends, Dave, even at like eight, nine years old. And I had no chance of it anyway, let's be honest. But anyway, I got with this girl. <laughs> and I remember there was about four or five of the lads on the footy team who were all hooked up with girls. Now, it was sort of like you got a bit of a peck on the cheek or you held the hands and took them out, Dave. We didn't actually do anything, <laughs> you know what I mean? But we were sort of a couple. And I remember, this is so bad, Dave, I remember the girls singing, you're the best around us. All the lads are playing football. <laughs> it's so bad. You know, like they must have been swooning over us, Dave, as we were trying to play football. And you see me play football. I was obviously trying to block it because it wasn't probably one of my better performances. But yeah, I always remember now when I look back, I fucking cringe at that, Dave. So it stuck with a lot of kids our age group, without a doubt. So uh, yeah, very, very <laughs> bizarre. What about yourself, Dave? <laughs> Were you doing the kick-ups and, <laughs> and the, the bounces up on the knee? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, and he's, when old Ralph Macchio's showing oh, off his, his getting, football yeah. skills. <laughs> Dave, we are getting into that. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Well, I watched it quite a lot as well. I mean, it, it was around the time. Again, I didn't see it on cinemas, so it would have been about from 85 
And then through, I reckon, to about 88, used to watch this, you know, it was in regular rotation. And, you know, all the kids at school, everyone wanted to do the crane kick, didn't they? <laughs> you know, yeah. It was just one of those things, this indefensible move. But actually, I remember dropping it. And I don't think I've seen this since about 88, 89 time when I started watching No Retreat, No Surrender. And I think I remember saying to you when we reviewed that one that it felt to me, because I was watching it mainly for the martial arts, whereas when No Retreat, No Surrender came along, it felt like a, a better action movie. You know, the fight scenes yeah. were better. And having come back to watch it, I can confirm that that is true. <laughs> <laughs> And although I kind of wanted to come back and watch this one, because I'd watched it so many times as a kid, it is so, you know, it's embedded in pop culture. I was kind of a little bit nervous because I thought it was going to be pretty terrible. But I, I think I've, I think I had it a bit wrong. I was looking back at this as a martial arts movie, as, as the name suggests, but it's not. It is more of a coming-of-age story, and, and I actually enjoyed it in a completely different way than i thought i was going to that's good dave that's good I, I, just to go back slightly on something you've said i have dave purchased no cheat no surrender one two and three this weekend which i did duly send you and <laughs> i did send you a link for you to purchase this absolute stellar trilogy which i will be going backwards and watching again dave even though we review we have reviewed two out two of the three films so far um but <laughs> the, the only thing that's stopping me, I, I'm not going to buy that trilogy because two and three are shit. They are absolutely terrible. <laughs> right. But I kind of want the first one in my collection. So rather than renting it, I, I do want to just own it. But it is on DVD. I kind of think even for that one, I, I would quite fancy it on Blu-ray. And I'm deliberating. If I'm going to get it on DVD, I can either get it for cheap on, on its own or there's like a, a 10 movie Van Damme special. I think it's called the, the Ultimate Van Damme or something like that. So I, I've been looking at a few of those on eBay. So I'm umming and ahhing about that instead. That might be a good call, actually. I didn't realize that was out. I love my Van Damme films, Dave. So that, that could be, a, might it's, be an eBay. It's not this. all the top ones. So, I mean, there's there's a few in there that, that even I haven't watched. But, you know, Universal Soldiers in there. Um, and and I think Death Warrant might be in there. Oh, so favourite, yep. You know, yeah, so there's a few in there, and I think, you know, even if they're crap, I think I'll enjoy a good Van Damme movie. So yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. the worst one, actually, I, I think I remember seeing is The Quest, which oh, was God, basically yeah. just a, a take-off blood sport, and it, it was just <laughs> terrible. And I thought, I'd heard it was terrible, and I thought, nah, it's Van Damme. How bad can it be? Well, pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I've heard about that one as well. And I think you made a great point regarding the film. I think even at eight, nine years old, I was entrenched in karate movies, Dave. And I know this was the sort of movie that I could get away with watching on an afternoon and not get any sort of aggro. But obviously I was well into me American Ninjas, me Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris. Van Damme wasn't 84, so it probably was Bruce Lee I was into at this point, Dave, even as a young kid. You know, seven, eight, nine years old, it, it certainly yeah. wasn't the Karate Kid. The Karate Kid was more, as I said, for pulling the young ladies who they absolutely loved it, didn't they? So they loved uh, Ralph Macchio as Daniel. So I, I get it. <laughs> I, I'm with you on that completely. And I, I get the No Surrender comparison because it is proper fighting in that, to be fair. Yeah, um, yeah. 
proper knocking out as well. Yeah, unlike this, Dave. So um, (laughs) I'm raring to go on this one. So, well, just just before we go into our trailer, I just want to give a few a few shout outs to other podcasts. So we've been we do like our little network, don't we? We have a great group of like podcast friends and stuff, and we've appeared, haven't we, on the One Movie Punch Reign of Terror event? So essentially, what that is, it's it's one uh, review each day. And that's through October, all sort of building up towards Halloween. And Joseph, the guy who runs all of that, he's, he's scripted a whole audio drama as well. And so you've got Chris and myself giving the most wooden delivery scene since No Retreat, No Surrender 2. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, but it is a lot of fun. And the amount of work he's put into it is just phenomenal. And uh, hats off to him there. Also want to give a shout out to... Um, Mike Burton from the Genuine Chit Chat. So I caught up with our friend Tony Farina, uh, and that's that chats all around uh, higher education and talking about Tony and kind of his uh, his particular path and going through online learning and stuff. And that's a really good listen. So that second part of uh, that particular chit chat is available now as well to listen to. Now, Chris, should we go into our trailer? Oh, I can't wait, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) This is it. This is the end of the line. Telling me. Did I tell you about the pool here? For Daniel LaRusso. Is this the only pool you guys got? The future seemed far from terrific. This place is a dump. You should go back to New Jersey. Hey, I know it's hard, but we're not quitters, are we? Until... He met the hey, right girl. She's beautiful. I say she's beautiful. I think she's beautiful. Is that your address? <laughs> you got it. But that it. only angered the wrong guy. You know, country club at 9.30. Definitely. You gotta be nuts. And his troubles really began. Then, in one man, he found a teacher. I promise teach karate. And a friend. Fighting always best answer. How did you do that? Don't know. First time. Power. Whole body. Yeah. Make a perfect picture. How do I know if my picture's the right one? If come from inside you, always right one. Lesson about the balance, not just karate, a lesson for all life. Why train? So I won't have to fight. Hey, karate kid, let me move. No points or no points, you're dead meat. I don't have much of a cheering section. You got me? In the end, it will be in Daniel's hands. In his body. Most of all, in his mind. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember, balance. No mercy. Columbia Pictures presents The Karate Kid. Hey, what kind of belt do you have? Canvas. You like? <laughs> JC Penny 398. <laughs> now we open up, we get. Danny LaRusso and his mum, they're moving across. They've come from Newark, New Jersey, and they're making their way across to the West Coast and California. You can see that it looks like the mum, she's starting off a new life, and old Danny's not particularly happy about it. 
Now, they set themselves up in this new apartment block with its own little swimming pool there, which doesn't look that inviting. And Danny manages to try out a little bit of karate on the door and promptly takes out one of the residents. (laughs) 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 Now, Chris, what do you make to this whole opening? If that is a sidekick, Dave, there's a chance for me to to go back out there and do a bit of competitive karate. Right, I'm going to put my cards on the table here, Dave, straight from the off. This film, I remember, and like you say, I haven't watched it for a long time. Because of, obviously, in your subconscious recently, we've watched Cobra Kai. We've seen the flashbacks of the All Valley fight at the end and all that but there's a lot of the film i'd forgotten especially at the start i forgot that they actually do leave the friends wave them off in this uh, station wagon and they drive off and we get this terrible bit of acting between his mum and daniel but i'm gonna say something now now i am so critical of movies when and we both say and i know it's something i always say that to have a good good guy you've got to have a bad bad guy well in this film i think that the bad guys are great and I have a massive problem with Daniel Dave. <laughs> I really have a problem with him. I think Ralph Macchio is one of the most wooden actors ever. He's about, he look, I mean, I know you said he's obviously one of these guys. We, I, we spoke about this off the podcast about his age and that he looks totally miscast with Elizabeth Shue completely. She looks like his older sister for about five years older than him. But how the hell am I supposed to believe that this kid who looks about 12 can go this far in this film, Dave. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm calling him out. He's a terrible actor. And my God, his karate doesn't get any better in Cobra Kai, but at least we can forgive him for being in his 50s. He is absolutely shit in this, Dave. I'm <laughs> terrible. <laughs> well, I think I, I think with, with the exception of Pat Morita, who's playing Mr. Miyagi, I think that the acting's pretty terrible throughout, isn't it? I mean, yeah. uh, well, actually, probably Elizabeth Shue. She does look like she can act as well. But I think, like, I think Daniel and Johnny in particular are pretty terrible. I think uh, Martin Cove, who plays Crease, I think he's hamming it up. You know, he's like yeah. the Hoff times 10, you know? So I, I think the acting across the board is pretty terrible. But. I think, and with us watching No Retreat, No Surrender 2 as uh, not 2, as well, the first one, you can tell that the protagonist there has actually got some muscles. (laughs) And, oh, Ralph Macchio, I'm sorry, but, I mean, he must be about 10 stone wet, mustn't he? He, His little stick arms, I mean, we don't need to fast forward through to to the end tournament and how far he goes. Obviously, we know it. We know it all, I'm sure. But, I mean, he's just got no muscles at all. Now, probably I I can sympathize with him because I was probably about the same myself at 16. (laughs) But he's like 23 when he's filming this isn't he or, or when it came yeah. out at least so <laughs> it does look a bit bit strange now i kind of thought again when i was watching it as a kid though he puts that sidekick into the door and i think oh he knows a bit of karate there <laughs> but now i'm watching it i'm just like that looks terrible and it, it doesn't really tell me that you've done any lessons or anything but also <laughs> the kid who's on the other side was it freddie or something what are you going to say? He gets fucking planted by the door. 
And he's like really nice about it. He's like fucking Flanders or something. He's like, oh, was that karate or something? You, know? you what you be like? You fucking idiot! What the thing? What do you think you're doing? Let me kick you, kick you back. I agree. And also, Freddie, whatever he's called, he looks about thirty. He's like, you know, he looks so old compared to Daniel. And I know when we all went to school, there was always people that some didn't. So hit puberty some of the lads until we sort of left school Dave you always had the small ones who shot up all of a sudden or whatever but it, it looks ridiculous it, honestly just from an aesthetic point of view and continuity Daniel LaRusso at Ralph Macchio looks so miscast in this it is unbelievable I mean his mum is the most enthusiastic woman ever. She's moved into some dingy one-bedroom bedroom, <laughs> bedsit shithole. Well, I've got a great feeling about this, Daniel. And he's like, this is where I want to go home. And it's like, but it's not really an explanation. She gets a job as a waitress in a diner. Now, you could get a job as a waitress anywhere, but she's moved <laughs> to the West Coast to become a waitress. Well, Surely in New York or something, Dave, they'd be... I, I think, you know, it's it, it, there's nothing said about the husband, is there? There's, there's obviously some kind no. of divorce going on there. I'm I'm thinking, you know, he, he might have been a bit dangerous. You know, it could have been a bit of an abusive relationship there because she doesn't just move to the next state. She moves to California, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that enthusiasm, I'm not sure isn't chemically induced because no, no. no one <laughs> is that enthusiastic. About <laughs> becoming a waitress. And that's no disrespect to anyone who serves. I know what a hard job it is, but why would you go across the, the other side of the country? How would you go but, didn't four or 5,000 miles? Didn't she initially get a job as, um, it was something to do with computers, wasn't it? She she was training it, yeah. But then I think the company went bust or something, so she's working in the restaurants. So yeah, um, yeah, she's just like the world's full of roses for her, isn't it? (laughs) It's nonsense, isn't it? Because you're right about Daniel with his karate. As a kid, I think what you've said is exactly what I always thought. I always thought that he'd done some sort of karate where he was maybe like a blue or a red belt or whatever. Yeah. And then obviously he'd stopped or, he, 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 you know, because they've moved, he couldn't progress himself. So I always had it in my head that he did, he did, you know, he did have a base sort of thing, which is fine. He's got no fucking base. And no. we've been in space for about three weeks. He's, he's eating like seasoned black belts in his tournament. <laughs> yeah, I'm not jumping too far, Dave, but... His I base can't... is he watched Enter the Dragon. Oh, <laughs> That's terrible, it. And he practiced a bit in his front room. <laughs> right, right. I've got to say something you mentioned before. I have got to go all in on who the hell put all these idiots with a football. Now, I'm not talking a American football. I'm talking a proper football, not soccer. It is football. It's the biggest game in the world. And you've got not only some of the worst players ever. So they're on the beach, aren't they? We play football, Dave. Me and you have played football for years. That's, that's the only sport I ever played as a kid. I'm not the best footballer, but I know how to play football. I can hold me own in a game of football, right? Whether good or bad, I can get on a pitch and at least be able to competently pass it or anything. I won't be able to run anymore, but I can I can pass around and stuff. You can. You're a good defender, Dave. Very good defender. So you know how to play football. <laughs> These guys are on the beach. Elizabeth Shoes there, and she's like got a wedgie on the old swimming costume, which doesn't matter on screen. She pulls it out of her ass, the old swimming costume. The lads all turn up the ball next to her, and then six of them just start kicking the ball, don't they? With that. <laughs> just like, that was what the brilliant. fuck are you doing? That was, that was my first... 
whiskey tango foxtrot moment. It was like, you know, and you can forgive it, you know, when the camera's far away and, and people are running around with the football, that's okay. But then when they all gather around in a circle pretty much and then start just kicking away at sand, it's like, what are you doing there? But you know, (laughs) let me call out the football skills as well, though. Because obviously, he gets on the beach, he has this little thing, and he's doing kick-ups with it, and he's trying to do knees up, and I'm like, oh, fucking hell, he's never kicked a ball in his life, this lad. And I know he's Italian descent, but you can just see he's never done it, ever. And Johnny turns up on these bikes, don't he, and just like absolutely levers him, doesn't he? He gives him a... Uh, Daniel gives him a sly dig and <laughs> cracking that. So this is the start of the bullying. And Elizabeth Shue, she's absolutely having none of it. Is she? She's like proper on him. She, she's like saying to Johnny, we're over, what are you doing? And all this, uh, Ali, she's called, isn't she? And this is a bit, Dave, not far from this, where they're at the school. And Daniel's got well, black eyes. Just, just before we get onto the school, I mean, I want to I want to stick on the beach for a, a little bit longer because... <laughs> I mean, the the music is is about the most music, uh, the most eighties thing you could ever hope to have in this movie. But I have to say, with Elizabeth Shue, and and again, it did bring back some of those early young memories <laughs> of, of absolutely being head over heels with her. You know what jumped out at me? I mean, she's she's just normal, and by that, I mean she isn't stick thin. Right, she's very, very pretty, but she's not ridiculously skinny. And I think I'd, I'd never noticed it that particular way before. But it's only if you watch, like my kids watch all like kids shows and stuff like that. I've finished now, but iCarly, Sam and Cat, things like that, Victorious, and everyone is just stick thin. And so it it, it just. Uh, jarred with me is not the right word it just jumped out at me it's like all oh, right she's just just a normal sized girl and and so i don't know if you noticed that at all but yeah it, yeah it, i did because i think that's where i'm saying aesthetics and stuff they just look odd i know couples are all different and that and, and everyone's into different size shapes but he's so thin he's got, and like a he's got bigger kid. arms than him <laughs> yeah, that's what i mean she probably levered johnny over he would it's just it doesn't make any sense to me how they, there's even an attraction between them dave do you know what i mean yep. like it, it's really it's really hard especially now to I, I just think Ralph Macchio just got lucky. I just think somebody somewhere's bunged somebody to give him this part because he just looks <laughs> completely out of pace. I agree. Jason McKinney is called out of um, No Shit, No Surrender. He's got something about him, Annie Dave. He's got a bit of a – he's a stocky lad. I'm not saying you've got to be like Van Damme or Arnie. I, I'm not saying that at all, but at least be comparable to Johnny. At least have – some there should have been some background to Daniels is to say like he's he's into sports or something because usually someone who's into sports and things like that they can pick these sort of things up a lot quicker yep. but he's just nothing he's just like a little dweeb <laughs> in he and I know that's the pretense of the movie but I I've really really struggled this time to believe it and I, I oh, fucking I'll let, wait till we get on to about the, the way, the oh way. my god well the the first I'm gonna put the the 80s quote fingers action scene here is is where you know sort of danny gets beaten up by johnny and the thing is i mean all of the action is pretty terrible in this but 
You know, fair play to Danny. You know, he has a go. He, he doesn't like... I mean, Johnny is being a tool. You've got this whole Cobra Kai sort of movement, haven't you, that actually it was... It was it was Danny who was the the antagonist in in Karate Kid, but no, Johnny was being at all, and he broke uh, Elizabeth Shue's ghetto blaster. And it's just when Danny runs at Johnny, <laughs> Johnny trips him up a couple of times. It's just like so telegraphed. He's got a postage stamp on it. I mean, if he doesn't trip him up, he's already pretty much run past him. It's like, what What exactly was your game plan there? You know, he hasn't launched for him with a kick or a punch or anything. He's just running. And so Johnny just trips him up a couple of times before he eventually gives him a, a kick to the stomach. But it, it, was just, <laughs> it was just terrible, everything about that. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and you're right, you're right. Johnny's terrible. You know, we, we see... Um, William Zabka in Cobra Kai and he's great in that and he's his yep. acting's brilliant in that and I know he was a bit of a B-movie actor after this he did a lot of karate stuff some with the collaborations of John Kreese as well you know Martin Cove he's done he did a few movies with him Dave B-movies so he has a pedigree in karate and, and that I respect because obviously like, so he gets done over then we get the situation where Daniel's on the bike he's on his pedal bike and they chase him Again, don't the Daniel doesn't hear that there's about six crosses behind him until literally the last <laughs> second and then goes flying. And it was a bit gruesome that you, there's a whole movement we joked about when we did Cobra Kai on Comics Emotion where it, you know they all say Johnny was the one who was bullied. He is not the one that's bullied. Johnny is an absolute arse in this. It's the fact that he's redeemed himself in Cobra Kai that you actually have a bit of sympathy for him. And you think Daniel's a tool because he's sort of gone to his head a little bit, all the Miyagi Do stuff and winning that tournament. But yeah, it's a very, very bizarre start. And we get Mr. Miyagi, don't we? He's the, the sort of caretaker of the apartment block where his mum is. But what I found ridiculous is the lad who he kicked through the door drops him like a stone when Johnny and that lever him. Now, there's no context to the fact that Johnny and that are karate experts, black belts. They lever him. And one of his mates says to that, Freddie, where he's going, he goes, uh, where did you get this guy? And it's like, well, <laughs> nobody's going to beat someone who's a black belt in karate in this world, at least in this film. You know, I, I, I found... <laughs> well, I think because old Freddie got flattened. Now, I don't know how he saw from the other side of the door a wooden door, what the hell Danny did to kick the door? <laughs> Again, you know when he's like, oh, is that karate or something? You know, well done to you. You can kick a fucking door. So I think Freddie kind of thought Danny was a bit of a, a bit of a martial arts expert because he was bigging it all up, wasn't he? Yeah. And then, yeah. like you say, he's obviously dropped him like a stone because after that beach party, we don't see Freddie again. No, we don't. He's not even in the. He's not even supporting him when he gets to the tournament later on. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I might have a theory on that later, but um, yeah, no. So I think that was just that little interaction there was just a way to get him to the beach party, wasn't it? You know, and uh, like I say, yeah. for all Freddie knows, Danny's Danny is a black belt, so he's on par with this Cobra Kai lot. Yeah, and I must admit, I, I, the one of the scenes that seems quite good in this as well, Dave, is when he's he's gone down on his mountain bike, he comes back, picks it up, smashes it in the trash can. His mum sees him, doesn't she? And he's like, oh, I fell over. And she's looking at his face because he's got some proper bad. He's proper being This is when bullying was serious, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, no, yeah, it was bad. It <laughs> was, was like, yeah, yeah. could have fucking killed him driving him down the 
side like that. Yeah, you could have done. All joking aside, I would not like my daughter or like yourself, you have your kids. You wouldn't like them to be at the wrong end of this, or even on the other end of it. You don't want them being bullied, and you certainly don't want them being bullied. And and it's quite bad on him. You feel you feel sorry for him, and and it's nice that. You know, Mr. Miyagi's not really spoke to him, but he fixes his bike for him, doesn't he, in that? And this is where the relationship starts. But, Dave, can I please just talk quickly? I'll, talk, I'll promise you I'll talk really quickly, but there's a couple of things I'll talk about the karate. But I mentioned earlier about the football. This scene after he's done the bike, he's at the school. Elizabeth Shoe's there. Johnny and that are all there doing PE and that. And he has a fight with another lad then, doesn't he, Daniel? He starts, it, some other lad has a go at him. And he, he, he has a proper I think, I think brawl with, with the, the football. I, I think it's the guy who does his knee in the tournament. He just, he, he trips ah, him up in right. the football match. And then Danny just right. chins him, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he gives him a cramp. <laughs> what, what, what's bad though, Davies? When he's walking with Ali and he's talking... And Ali's like just chatting away to him. The extras behind him have never, ever played football in their fucking <laughs> lives, Dave. I know it's not. It's probably about fourth or fifth sport in the line in America. But my God, I was watching him and I couldn't take my eyes off. I'm thinking, and you know, I've done extra work and they still will say to you, have you ever done something? So you do, you can bluff it. This to me, like, have you ever done, I don't know, have you been a top swimmer or something? I go, yeah, yeah, of course. Because you can swim to a point on camera. It doesn't matter. They're not timing you or anything like that. They, or have you been a power lifter? Well, I can lift weights. I could blag that, But I couldn't say to somebody, yeah, I've been a pro golfer or something. And then I'd slice it or whack. And that's what I'm ridiculous because. <laughs> I've been a pro golfer. Coming... And you're there trying to yeah. pot it like a snooker cue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking divots everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I was exactly, you're so right. I was watching thinking, one of these guys is going to fall over. They were just like <laughs> dilly-dallying, prancing round. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. And, one, and then someone shot on the keeper and the keeper just sort of went one way. And it was just like, <laughs> oh, please, my God, please I stop. I didn't just, see any of that. I was just, I was just impressed with, it. you know, old Ali. She could do a couple of uh, keepy-uppies. Yeah, she was better than them, yeah. Dave, without a doubt, without a doubt. Oh, so, but, but sorry, I know it's a mention about that, but I wanted to talk, Dave, about the most, probably the most iconic lines within the film, wax on, wax off. Now, it's gone pop culture. Everybody says it, don't they, Dave? It was something from our age upwards. It was always said, wax on, wax off. You say about karate, it was in so many skits, Saturday Night Live. It was in all sorts of comedy stuff in the UK. They always took the mick out of this thing, this whole, you know, painting the fence, wax on, wax off. Now, you've done Kung Fu, Dave. We've mentioned it before. I've done MMA. At what point did Mr. Miyagi teach him anything about if someone just punched him straight down the chin? Because all the defensive moves he showed him, right, were all about as if someone was going to hit you in your chest. There's nothing to protect his face at all. You could have just gone straight down with a straight right or left, Dave, and Daniel's dropping like a sack of shit. And I'm watching it thinking, how the hell did I buy this as a kid? How did I buy all this nonsense? <laughs> well, I guess, um, I mean, initially... You know, they, they meet, don't they, through that interaction. Miyagi's the maintenance man, so he, he needs to fix the taps and whatever. But I think, you know, there would be a little bit more suspicion around Miyagi, I think, today. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, again, I, I, so I'm not exactly sure where Freddie went. But it was suspicious that he was he was living there in the apartments, and then uh, you know after the beach party, he suddenly disappeared. 
Um, you know, essentially, you've got this this old foreign guy. I mean, Pat Morita is, is from California, isn't he? So he, he puts on the whole accent, you know, uh, like Japanese slash Okinawa type accent. But he's essentially living on his own there. He's not got a wife or family or anything. This maintenance guy living on his own just keeps himself to himself. Um, but also, you know, gets gets young teenagers drunk and uh, convinces them he's got magic fingers. <laughs> I think there are questions that could be asked about Miyagi, but I'm not going to labor on that point. I'm, I'm going to move on a bit. But yeah, it's only after after Johnny gets beaten up, isn't it? Because he, he kind of... Uh, so that's it. So, so after he'd gone to the Halloween... Oh, no, no, no. It was before the Halloween dance, wasn't it? He was dressed as a... No, it, no, it was Halloween no, dance, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was, yeah. I think initially... So yeah, Miyagi beats him up at the Halloween dance, but I think it's before that, isn't it? He start he he accepts. Oh no, he accepts the training. It's part. It's after the Halloween dance, and it's when he's in the Cobra Kai bit that he spots that there's a tournament coming up on the nineteenth of December. Yeah. So what he's done is, if you remember, he he says to. Daniel to come with him to train him, doesn't he? So he comes to the house and he's doing the painting of the fence and the wax. I think isn't that all after the Halloween dance, or is that before it? Oh, I thought that was before. But then he decides he's going in the tournament when they beat him. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right because he offers to train him, doesn't he? And he gets him to basically. I mean, the thing is, he's he's doing this maintenance job, but he's got this cracking patch of land with all these cars and everything, and it looks like a right shithole. I have to say, Danny's done a pretty good job on his whole house. (laughs) Like you say, the whole wax on, wax off, paint the fence, all of that is supposedly teaching him karate without him even knowing it. And so... um, yeah, again, bought it as a kid, but no, just <laughs> it's ridiculous. I suppose you could say it's just fucking slave labor. I, I think so. I think so. Well, <laughs> 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 I mean, let's get onto the Halloween dance in a in a second because I can't. I'm, I'm jumbling up some of these events within the movie. I do think, like I say, when I'm rewatching this, it is such a you know a fish out of water coming of age type movie. I'm actually really enjoying it, even though like the acting's terrible, uh, the fight choreography is pretty terrible as well. I think it, it's kind of a timeless story in that you know just someone feeling like they're out of place, like Danny's been pulled away from all his friends and everything it's you know from new jersey he's over across on the west coast he doesn't understand any of the rules over there he's got no friends you know he's getting bullied so i'm kind of really enjoying that bit but um the the one bit that really resonated with me that you know watching it as a kid i hadn't really noticed so i joke about miyagi uh giving danny some alcohol again a bit wrong but you know, he's yep. he's obviously ce- not celebrating, he's remembering his wife. And, you know, he we find out that he'd been sent off um, or, or he'd signed up to the army in the Second World War. He'd gone off to Europe to fight the Germans. 
But in America, you know, particularly on the West Coast, when they went to war with Japan, you basically had a load of camps where, you know, a load of where Japanese people were were put in. And so his wife, his pregnant wife, was in one of those camps and, and like she was just left to have the baby. There was no help and they, they both died. And I was like, holy shit. You know, yeah. for all the kind of how you remember back and it's like, oh, wax on, wax off, Daniel son. You know, everyone does, you know, the the voice and everything. And it's like, fucking hell, there is a lot to this movie. And and so as well as that fish out of water stuff, you know, Danny's, you know, he's not got a father figure. And so Miyagi becomes that father figure essentially. But also you, you get the feeling there's a gap in Miyagi's life that Danny's filling as well. Yeah, true. I mean, Pat. Uh, Marita actually got an Academy Award nomination day for Best Supporting Actor for this. So he, 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 I think he, out of all of them, he's the best person in it, without a doubt, acting-wise. Without He's head and shoulders above everybody. I remember him from Happy Days and everything, running the, the actual uh, cafe they used to go in and all that, the diner. But Dave, can I just say, though, as much as Mr. Miyagi and Pat Marita's a great actor, he's fucking rubbish at karate. <laughs> because when they, when, when they do the Halloween thing and Daniel's getting absolutely hammered and Mr. Miyagi does the old ninja technique over the sort of wire fence and they're all there levering him. And just as one of the lads is saying to Johnny, and I think it's Bobby who actually gives him the kick at the end, who's uh, coincidentally RIP as well, Dave. The actual actor, Rob, um, his second name, he's actually just oh, passed yeah. away as well. He played Bobby. Um, he actually filmed Cobra Kai season two and then unfortunately he's passed away in the last uh, couple of weeks. So uh, RIP to him. But Bobby says to Johnny, leave him, leave him. He's had enough. He can he can barely stand. He's quite compassionate. And Johnny's like, no. And just as he's about to sort of give him the final blow, Mr. Miyagi comes on. Now, as a kid, I respected the fact that he's mid to late 50s. And I respect him. But I always remember him thinking, God, he's, he's, he's good, you know. He's really good at karate. No, he's not, Dave. <laughs> and I know he wasn't a karate expert at all. Let's face it, he didn't get the role oh because he, he was good at karate, though, did he? He got it because he looked fucking Japanese. <laughs> I know, but Dave, I've got to believe. And when you watch me like the third one, when he has a fight with Crease and, and Terry Silver and, and, and the student, that's even worse. But this, fucking hell, it's terrible. He's doing like sweeps and stuff. And like you said about Daniel with a postage stamp, I think Royal Mail turned up with a special <laughs> delivery with that telegraph everything is awful and he levers all of them doesn't he? he he gets so even johnny who fancies his chances he's got 30 years on him 40 years on him he gets a good idea i believe it for the story but watching it back now i was like oh my god this is t-. i mean daniel is the worst practitioner of karate i've ever ever seen dave even if i got somebody off the street now and asked them to do a few moves they'd probably be more competent than daniel <laughs> russo ralph macho ralph macho is he's as he's as stiff at karate as i am at dancing he's bobbins dave and and as much as i like pat marita in this and he's brilliant mr miyagi all the life lessons he give him fantastic and there's a couple of teary bits i mean you mentioned about mr miyagi been a few investigation bit it's the bit when daniel goes you're my best friend ever and i'm like you just he's not you know when he gives him the car and everything yeah, yeah. Prom, i was like oh my god because they, they have a truce then obviously after this but, but fight, again that's a that's a quite fatherly thing to do isn't it and and you know pretty extravagant yeah. again if i was the mother uh although she seems pretty absent with her coke fueled enthusiasm um <laughs> you know, I'd be asking some questions, I think, you know. 
he's there at like six o'clock in the morning. I, I guess it's just uh, it's probably a good economy from Miyagi, isn't it? You know, he basically did up his whole house, yeah. spruced up all the cars and stuff. It's, it's cheap labor. It's like, yeah, you can have this old banger. <laughs> yeah, have a bit of this, which is actually in Cobra Kai as well. Daniel kept it, but it, it's funny because he goes to see Crease and, and he do, Johnny's there, and he goes in done it to sort of make a truce. And Crease is sort of saying like, if they don't enter the tournament, he's going to carry on getting harassment, Daniel yeah. and Miyagi. And it's like he's supposed to be a martial artist. Martial arts is about using force when you really, really have to. It's about self defense. It's not about. Con- attack the best form of attack is defense and that's exactly what it's about in it strike after someone struck you, you strike, strike first I'm not saying strike you, hard <laughs> exactly that's Cobra Kai's whole mantra but that's just like wrong in it is you've done martial arts. I have it's not something that is taught you, you're only supposed to really use what you've got unless you're really really backed into yeah but the he's the pantomime villain though isn't he he's, he's just uh, I know he uh, you is, know Miyagi had said before you know no such thing as a bad student only bad teachers I'm not I'm not sure I fully buy that but there's no doubt that these kids are are just they're a bit misguided aren't they it's, it's Chris who's the real villain even though he doesn't doesn't really spend that much time on screen He's the one giving all the direction, and you kind of feel like the the kids are, are, are bullies, basically, because that's the example that they're following. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, Dave. They look up to him as a mentor, don't they? They've probably all been bullied at some point, and that's why. And, and to be fair, it's pretty much mirrors what they've done in Cobra Kai, because the, the original lad, the Mexican lad in Cobra Kai, he's like being bullied, and he, he's having a bad time of it, and Johnny teaches him all the martial arts, but then he sort of, towards the end of the first series, no spoiler, but he ends up being a bit of an arse, doesn't he? Because he starts believing his own hype, a bit like what's happened with Johnny and his crew. And I agree, Chris is great. He's just, just an absolute yeah. wanker, isn't he? He's just like, his arms folded, he's got the tattoo and everything. He's like proper nasty martial artist. But, but I think... I think watching it back, and I know I'm going to get some abuse from some of our listeners. I know my mate Phil's going to give me a right load of abuse for shitting on this one day because he didn't <laughs> warn me before. But but when it comes to like the tournament and the agrees to the tournament, there's not a big time difference between when he agrees to, to, to get him to the tournament. There's no logical or physical way. Even with Miyagi's teaching, he takes him on the beach and some drunks randomly appear on his brand new... Well, he's, he's, the van is immaculate, that van he's got, that old pickup van. And um, he does the old karate chop over the bottles, doesn't he, and smashes the tops off him and all this. And, and there's, there's just... It's <laughs> oh, yeah. too... It's like in the space of... Well, well I, I think it's... Space. I'm sure he signed up in like the summer or something. And then, you know, the Halloween party was was a little bit of a uh, storytelling device, wasn't it? You know, that time's moving on and we're getting closer to December. So I, I, I think it's like yeah. six months or something. I mean, uh, so I, I don't fully buy it, right, that, that he could actually train up to these black belts. Now, what I will say, are, so the school that I taught uh, – taught – the school that I sort of did Kung Fu at, there were a number of black belts there who'd got their black belt just through going all the form through the forms and everything. I remember speaking to this one guy and it's like, well, don't you fancy doing a, a tournament? It's like, well, no, because I'm a black belt and I haven't done a tournament before, like everyone will be expecting it. And so, you know, we'll go in pretty hard and stuff. And I'm like, I, I remember it completely fell flat for me. I was like, hang about. 
<laughs> surely that has to be kind of a rite of passage surely it can't just be about doing all the forms and stuff but i i think there are certain styles and whatever where you can do that so so these guys could get through and it's not like um the the tournament is like a technical type tournament isn't it it's not like no retreat no surrender where you know you've got people getting knocked out and stuff and it's pretty much tie boxing or kickboxing isn't it this is a, a technical yeah, yeah. tournament where you win points from you know strikes to the chest or the head or you know so yeah i i, I can kind of believe that you could get to a black belt without being that hard well, there is actually there. You're right, it's point fighting tournament. You're all right. He's he's a bit like a Taekwondo type tournament day there, proper points. Yeah. Exactly yeah, right. Yeah. But I there's a big theory on this. So you've got this whole martial arts movement about people who, who are just fake, right, Dave? Completely there's some unbelievable stuff on YouTube where you've got these grandmasters who are like pretending like these evangelists where they'll throw like fucking Ken or Ryu Hadouken out from Street Fighter, but don't touch anyone, but you'll get what? five people. You mean like him. Steven Seagal? Yeah, yeah, Steven Seagal, where they're all <laughs> they're all coming at him and they're all going with his Aikido moves and they're just going they just <laughs> they all no, jump over yeah, him. Just fall over. <laughs> exactly like that, Steven Seagal totally right but yeah you've got this this whole uh what's it called it's it's bullshit that bullshit bullshit it's not bullshit it's called something like bullshit martial arts it's called and if you put right. it in on youtube you'll see where like you'll get a karate guy who's like like what mr miyagi's in that and i've said it to you before I'm, I'm completely open on this is anyone who does karate Nine times out of ten, they are not beating someone who's trained in MMA. I don't care who you are. I don't care how good your kicks are. If, if as long as you can avoid them kicks, once you get older, someone who does karate, you fucked. Like, like anyone who practices one form, you get a boxer against a karate expert. Karate expert's going to kick your kickboxer or a Thai boxer. The boxer's only got one form of attack. So you disable their legs, then you are. They are knackered. They have no form of defense against that, and you know stuff like that, Dave. So the more varied in what you've got, you know this yourself. You've done it. I'm not trying to teach you something you don't know, but the bullshito uh, martial arts stuff is fantastic because you get these guys doing this fucking yoga sort of um, not yoga, this sort of meditating stuff that Mr. Miyagi does. You know, I do yoga, so I can't say anything, but do a bit of fucking yoga. yoga. That's it. Go down the pub. (laughs) Hey, hold on. Wait there. Bit of downward dog. (laughs) Now attack me, you bastard. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, but but you're right because you're in a controlled environment. I've done it. I've done it where when I trained and I was in certain environments, it was too, it was too controlled. So you were like, you were hoping someone come you didn't know it would just kick the shit out of you because you, you're not learning anything. If, you, if you're just doing the same drills and you're falling over and you're doing certain things, you, there's a way to fall in. Unless someone does, I mean, I've had, you've probably done the same. I've been on the end of some really bad judo throws, but that's the whole point of training and learning because you, you, you try and not get yourself in that position. They're trying to defend. And this martial arts, I have so much, it, it's believable for a film, but it's not been researched properly. I know in 84, you'd probably get away with it to a point. But you're so right, your comparison to No Shit, No Surrender. That's a proper martial arts fight. Uh, uh, tie boxing, kickboxing, whatever. It's more kickboxing than anything. But the proper chinning each other, the kicking, the knees, everything. The, the way he's taught Daniel, even watching Cobra Kai now, and the second series is really great. I mean, I know we've not reviewed it because I love the first series. Absolutely loved it because it was just Johnny and Daniel 
and the kids were sort of a side project. Now it's all about the kids and he's pissing me off knowing that these people believe that these guys can come in, karate guys, and are just the toughest people around because it's just simply <laughs> not. It's nonsense. It's absolutely but, I mean, that's, it's a bit of an 80s thing though, isn't it? You know, everyone was into all their karate movies and kung fu movies and yeah, yeah, stuff. I right? believe I, I think it just was. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I it's, it's just it. a thing of the time. Of course, I believe Van Damme was like the hardest bloke ever in movies, Dave. And then when you get older, you're like, he wasn't really, was he? He was more a ballerina, but he was fantastic to watch Van Damme. <laughs> yeah. And he was an accomplished kickboxer. He went 29 and 1, so he wasn't in his professional career. He wasn't a shit, uh, just an actor or anything. He was genuinely was a, a, an actual proper uh, competing karate expert. Bruce, Chuck Norris was the one, sorry. Chuck Norris was a national world champion in kickboxing, Dave. So he was the one over all of them. He was actually nails. All the others are just sort of... I believe, I think Chuck Norris, uh, legend has it, but I, I, it's one of these that I think is just murky in its uh, legendary status. So legend has it, though, that Chuck Norris was offered the part of Crease. Ah, uh, was he? Well, like I say, it's one of those legend things. So, you know, no one either really confirms it or denies it. You know, the theory goes that because Chuck Norris really, you know, was into his his karate and everything, um, you know, he didn't like what um, what Kreese was preaching. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's one of those where everyone's quite happy that it's like, you know, uh, suitably vague. You know, um, I think Chuck Norris said, like, oh, you know, I don't quite remember. I might, someone might have asked me, and then the directors say, oh, yeah, we might have asked him, but I don't remember, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. So I'm just reading up on the actual casting as well. So they had Demi Moore was up for Ali. But, I mean, for the main actors, they had Sean Penn, Robert Downey Jr., Charlie Sheen, Nick Cage, Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise, Eric Stoltz, who obviously, you know, did Back to the Future, got binned off, and they went with Ralph Macchio. <laughs> See, I mean, Tom Cruise when he was younger, he did have quite an athletic body, didn't he? Yeah, so yeah. he he would have pulled this off rather than all stick arms there. <laughs> <laughs> well, they said about Zabka. Zabka wasn't actually a martial artist. He trained after this because he got trained in this movie. He was actually a wrestler, and I know uh, Macho had said he was Zabka scared the shit out of him, Dave, because he was just a big dude compared to which he is, and he's like a man against the boy in this. Yeah, <laughs> really is. It's bizarre. I mean, can we just call out? I mean, a special character on his own, Johnny's hair. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking that hair was so cool, but I look back at it now. I, I don't know if he irons his hair or or what, but it's it's so it's such a weird quiff, and it's like so straight. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he's obviously from, you know, uh, a well-to-do family and stuff, isn't it? So, you know, you kind of, you think forward to Cobra Kai and that, and he ends up being the one on the wrong side of the tracks now. But it was quite funny going and seeing him having this point of privilege. But I mean, should we get on to, actually, I do want to say, you know, in that, in, this is a PG, right? So why is Johnny rolling a spliff in the toilet? Yep. <laughs> I thought that. I forgot all about that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I had as well. I mean, I also thought, Danny, for fuck's sake, just leave it. You know, they're bullying you. But 
there's a point, you know, I know, you know, Miyagi's made this whole <laughs> deal with Chris, but, um, oh no, that was before it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That was you know, it, it's just like, for fuck's sake, just, just leave them alone. But, you know, it, it created a, a good little moment. And, and again, going to that fight though, couldn't Miyagi just have shouted to them? Yeah. To leave them alone. Yeah, leave him alone. Instead, you see him sort of gingerly trying to get over the fence, you know, before he starts taking names. But anyway, I mean, should we get on to the tournament? Yeah, let's go for the tournament. Now, we get this whole, um, again, it's a bit of a comedy thing. You know, they, they sort of say, oh, you know, he doesn't speak English, you know, so, you know, he gets through, he nicks a black belt. But then what I don't get is, they didn't want to let Miyagi through, you know, and they pretend he likes English, uh, can't speak English and whatever, even though he's walking off and he goes, welcome. There's loads of people in there already. So I don't get why they weren't letting him in. No, it didn't make any sense, did it? And I, I, I'm not sure with, it's obviously some sort of subconscious racism in it around the time because of who he is. I, I'm not sure, Dave, it, it was a bizarre one. But Dave, can we talk about the tournament, as you were saying? Do you not think Daniel got a fucking gimme all the way to the final, pretty much? Yep. Other than Absolutely. Bobby, other than Bobby, you know, gets him and does him, doesn't he? Because Bobby would have probably gone up against Johnny. I remember as a kid thinking, I wish Johnny and Bobby had actually fought. That would have been a fight because he was like the second in line behind Johnny. Johnny is one of like the top fighters there. But yeah, I I just fought all the way through thinking you saw that Asian lad who was a top karate expert in real life, and he got all the way to the semi against Johnny, but he's, he yep. just looked like a proper proper martial artist, didn't he? And then you've got him there, Daniel, doing his absolute nonsense, scared shitless of someone doing a bit of a kick on him and stuff. <laughs> the, the way he kind of gets into his cowering position with those hands, it, I couldn't take my eyes off his hands. <laughs> the way he was kind of... Um, he had his fingers all scrunched up. It it, it just looked weird. And uh, yeah, the fact that he got to the final is a complete joke, to be honest. But can we talk about Dutch? Because most of Johnny's crew, I, I think a lot of them are misguided. And, you know, we certainly see that towards the end. And Bobby, he doesn't want to take out the knee, does he? But, you know, he does it anyway. But then straight away, he's like, sorry, sorry. They're all, you know, they could just do with a bit of guidance, except for Dutch. Now, he's the one with the real bleach blonde hair. I, was about I, th- to say, I think. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. He is a class, <laughs> he's a class A fucking psychopath. Now, this is a, a PG, but the way, the intensity of his performance, the way he's kind of like, get him, get him, you know, he's <laughs> I'm pretty sure if it wasn't a PG, he'd be like, fucking poke his eyes out and then fuck the brain hole. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck him up. You know, he just absolutely was unsettling. He is a very disturbed young man. Yeah, he is. Very, very strange. And I forgot about him, Dave, because he's not really featured in the movie properly. And then that at the end, it's it's, it's just out of place, isn't it? Completely out of place. (laughs) It's like a high school karate tournament. And he's like wild-eyed and crazy, isn't he? I was like, whoa. <laughs> did, yeah. did, did the actor just decide to do that? Or, you know, did I actually get some direction for that? So for me, he is the one irredeemable character out of that whole gang. 
Yeah, he is, to be fair. He's an arse. And, and we get to, we finally get to where Daniel's been injured by Bobby and he's up against, <laughs> he can't fight, can he? So he's been taken out and then Miyagi pulls out Dave. I always remember as a kid, <laughs> the old, I'm doing it now. And he, he just, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did he do there, Dave? Did he give Daniel a lob on or something so he could get up? <laughs> the blood started rushing to everywhere in his body to repair that injury because it's just it's fucking stupid. They're going to give Johnny the trophy, aren't they? Elizabeth, Ali runs on Elizabeth's shoe and, and she's like, oh, Daniel Russo can continue. It's like they've inserted 20p in the arcade machine. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it was down to one. Now he's back in. I, I just think, I mean, I wasn't really, I, I didn't really buy that that kick put his knee out or anything. But, you know, for the story, I'm like, all right, I can go with it. But then I start thinking, well, what has he actually done? So if he's really damaged his knee... It's pretty irresponsible to send him back out there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, to be fair. It really is because what's bizarre though, Dave, when they sort of size each other up and they go to the first bit, you know, and they bow and everything, and he's like, you know, go, and they start. He's, Daniel can hardly walk on his leg, but as soon as Johnny goes to attack him, He's, the limp just disappears. It was like I was watching the uh, the wrestling, you know, when they, they feign injury and all of a sudden they forget, like, oh, God, shit, I better put a limp on now. It was like that because he's moving around that little, the square there where, they, where they're fighting. He's moving around absolutely fine. He, he, yeah. And what gets me is he gets Johnny with two quick points, doesn't he? He absolutely just nails him from nowhere. Yeah. It, it is bizarre because, I mean, if, if you actually do your knee, and I've, I've done my ankle a, a couple of times, you're no good to anyone. Like you can hop around the ring, but like you say, he's just—he seems to be okay. He can put a bit of pressure on it, you know. He's—he's he's sort of limping, but I'm—I'm I'm not really sure which leg it is because <laughs> yeah. it seems to change. Um, but like you say, we, I mean, we get a point each, don't we? And then we get the uh, the immortal line from Crease, don't we? Sweep the leg. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I stole that off you, Dave. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I was I was setting you up for that one. All right, so, um, yeah, and and you know, it's again, it's not the it's not the most sinister of lines, really, is it? <laughs> not really, but it's unethical. That's the whole point, I suppose. But you're right. Even now, you watch it like it's not like he said go and break his kneecap or snap his shin or something. Yeah. I'm not saying go and go just and do fuck that. him up. Yeah, just go and <laughs> fucking. Take him out, sort of thing. It's not. It's you're right, and and he doesn't really sweep the leg, though, does he? No, that's the thing. He 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 gets him and proper like elbows him and all that stuff, but he doesn't actually sweep the leg, even though he, that that line has followed everyone who's been into Karate Kid and even to Cobra Kai around, hasn't it? Because yeah, Johnny. It's the first time in the film where Johnny actually has a bit of compassion because he's he's got a bloody nose. And he's losing, and Crease is just you sit, and he's like, "What? What?" And it's the first time that he's shown that he's actually human. And and I think, to be fair, I know it sets apart the story, but that's where he loses the fight, doesn't he? Because he gets two quick points in on Daniel. But then, Dave, I'll leave you with this because the crane kick. Explain, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> well, this so-called indefensible move, which uh, Danny had seen Mister Miyagi practice once. <laughs> On the beach, yeah, on, on the, the beach. post, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And you're sort of looking at it and you're thinking, right. So again, I, I, I remember telling you, I think, I think it was when we did our Cobra Kai review. And I said uh, one of the guys who I used to practice with quite a lot sort of had two classes a week, and then we used to practice like every other day outside of that as well. And he was a Welsh guy, and I just remember him saying to me, we were talking about Karate Kid and everything, and he just kept saying, he was just like, it's just a jumping front kick. (laughs) 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 And and we were still trying to rationalize it, that it was this indefensible move. Now, I know we know what happens in Karate too. someone blocks it, but it's just this, again, just this idea that we could all as an audience just fall for it, that there's this one move that you just can't defend against. But I'm looking at it. His, his knee's gone, apparently. Now, I don't know how the hell he lands and manages to stand up if his knee's gone. Because you need, you need one of, yep. you need both legs, really, don't you, to yeah, execute yeah. it. But. It's the fact that Johnny just runs headlong, a little bit like Danny had done on the beach when they first met, and he's just running along. And and it's like, well, what were you going to do? Because you're just, if you don't get tripped up, you're just going to run right past him. Here, you're like, Johnny doesn't really have to do anything other than just maneuver around the ring a bit. Because he sets himself up for the crane kick there, and he just runs straight into it, doesn't he? And and even, you know, even as a kid, I didn't buy that particular kick connected, you know. But that's that's what happens, obviously. And then we get the the whole, you know, Danny's won, even though we find out in Cobra Kai apparently that was an illegal kick. Um, and we get the Miyagi. And again, I've noticed this, you know, when we go back and we look at like Rocky and stuff like that, it just ends there, doesn't it? It abruptly ends and you just get Miyagi kind of knowingly nodding, you know, the old Yoda figure there. And uh, yeah, that's it. Game over, man. Game over. You're right because I nice Dave. That's uh, <laughs> I got it. I got it. No, but but you're right. He, he, I always thought the bit with Crease and Johnny was actually the end of the first, but it wasn't. It's the start of the second, isn't it? After yep. the tournament. Yep. So yeah, I, I'd forgot about that. But again, it serves its purpose. It sets everything up. Daniel's, you know, he's set up for life now. For some reason, winning a karate tournament changes your direction of your whole life. But hence fast forward to Cobra Kai and everyone goes home. He gets the girl, he gets the trophy, he gets the respect. Even off Johnny, Johnny passes the trophy to him. So there's a bit of respect between them both and everyone goes home, Dave. And um, yeah, I still say at 40 years old, Dave, he's the worst practitioner of martial arts. I didn't believe (laughs) even when I was seven, eight years old that he was any good. I just like the story that Elizabeth Shue is in it. I always thought he was bobbins and nothing He's going to change that. He's just a sniveling. Well, I don't know what he is, but he, he's. <laughs> I was going to say something. I'm not saying it, but but he is. He's just. He's just an I bet absolute. He's a really joke. nice guy as well. You he, know? Is, he probably is. But it's not his fault. But oh my god, he just so, can't do karate. No, I think. Uh, should we go into our review, Dave? Yeah, let's go. Now, I think I might surprise you with this one, Chris, because I, I was a bit nervous coming back in and, and re-watching this one because I knew the fight scenes wouldn't 
stand up. And as a kid, that's exactly what I was looking for. But what I found myself watching this time was that coming of age story. Uh, you've got all these different relationships. Obviously, you know, it, it's mainly focused around Danny, you know, but and he finds a father figure in Miyagi. His, his mother's pretty much absent, but she's trying to hold the family together, you know, and a job and everything. Uh, Miyagi clearly, you know, he, he needs a kind of son figure. He probably didn't realize that he, he needed that, but I thought that was quite, uh, quite touching. Now do have to say, God bless Elizabeth Shue. And we reviewed the boys, didn't we? So, you know, she did, uh, she's still looking lovely these days. And, uh, you know, that I do remember at the time that stood out for me as a, as a young boy watching this, I just think for the feel good factor that this movie gives you and not the martial arts, forget that. And the acting's pretty terrible. I think I really enjoyed this and I'm going to send this to Pleasantville. Now I did watch this with the kids as well. And I think a, a second surprise, because I, I suspect you're not going to probably rate it quite as highly as, as I am. I watched it with the, uh, the young lad. Now, it is a PG. No Retreat, No Surrender is a little bit higher, but I made a judgment call that it was okay for him to watch that. At the end of it, he said he really enjoyed it, but can we watch No Retreat, No Surrender next week? <laughs> <laughs> Did he say three at the end, David? You forgot to nope, speak. he's not. No, those, those ones aren't appropriate, those ones at his age, but... Uh, uh, because the acting is so fucking terrible. <laughs> oh my God. No. But um, no, and I, I don't think the fight scenes are quite as good as well. And, and you know, the first one's got that whole tournament vibe to it, hasn't it? So, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's it. I, I think it was a great movie. Again, stands up for the kids, even though, you know, it's it's undeniably 80s. Um, no, I think it, this one really stood up for me in a completely different way than I was expecting it to. Oh, that's good. That's good. Good, a good review, Dave, as well. So, I'm getting a bad reputation, aren't I, Dave, for this? I'm absolutely <laughs> shitting on some of these films. That I, I, you know, I always liked the Karate Kid. It wasn't like I say. I know I've ripped into it. I think you're right. I think story-wise, it holds up. I like the sort of guy who get or girl who gets bullied and redeems themselves and comes back either learn some sort of martial arts or well you know a lot of the films this is what happened i think what i was getting at early regarding daniel was if you look at something like kickbox with van damme but you know obviously van damme's brother gets sort of paralyzed but van damme has a base doesn't he, he has a martial arts base he's just not a kickboxer yeah so when that guy trains him to take out tong po there's a believability because he's an absolute specimen, an athlete, and he's he's got something about him where you can see that he, he's trained in kickboxing and martial arts. So you can believe that he wasn't a pro fighter, but this guy's come along and some master, a Mr. Miyagi type guy, and trained him. That's pretty much beat for beat, like the karate kid. I just don't buy it. I just think Ralph Macchio's completely miscast. He's he's even now he bugs the hell out of me. He bugged me then. <laughs> it was more Elizabeth Shue, as I said before. I actually sort of, I didn't want them to beat him up because I think Johnny and that are absolute tossers. But at some point I was like, I can't take any more of this because he got what he deserved when they beat him up when he, when they were dressed as ghosts because he soaked him. There was no reason for him to, to push the bear on that one or prod the bear. There was just no need for that at all. And they, they give him a right good kick. And the fact that he was dressed as a shower curtain, you're not really going to get away very far, are you? So, how, how did he actually 
you know, get the hose up there when he's got this massive shower curtain on him. I don't know. I honestly don't know, Sorry. Dave. It was ridiculous. No, you're right. You're so right. But, but yeah, I think Pat Morita's fantastic as Mr. Miyagi. And for me, him and Crease saved the film and obviously Elizabeth Shue. Johnny and everyone. Johnny are great bad guys. and You want him to get the comeuppance and get a good kick in. It's just Daniel's not a believable good guy. He's just like some little kid. And they totally miscast him for me. So I'm sending it to Elm Street, Dave. It's a pop culture classic, iconic lines and a lot of things that, you know, in our sort of cultural upbringing were mentioned because of the wax on, wax off, you know, Danielson and all that. There was all this stuff that we've probably all said to our friends and that growing up. And obviously I had girls singing it to me, Dave, at one point in my <laughs> life. But it just does nothing for me now. It's, it's I probably won't watch it again. If it's on TV, I might watch bits of it but other than the end bit with the with the tournament which is half decent i can't i couldn't stand what i was watching to be fair i'm ashamed of it dave again i'm sorry but oh um, no there you go another one to elm street another one bites the dust <laughs> yes so can i just say one thing i didn't highlight when we were going through our main review when miyagi and daniel go into uh into the cobra kai dojo there we see a little picture of Crease, don't we? So he's obviously ex-Special Forces. I think he was possibly auditioning to go into the YMCA, to, uh, to go into the village people there, because it's the campest shot I have ever seen in my life. Did you see it? Yep, yep. <laughs> like, is that supposed to be tough? Because it looks like the most homoerotic thing I've ever seen. So I, I just, <laughs> I just wondered if it was just me who was seeing it like that, or you noticed it as well. No, I noticed it as well, Dave. Yeah, very bizarre, very bizarre. <laughs> because so again, Ma- Martin Cove, he's not got, he's not got any muscles, has he? No, no. He is a he is a practicing martial artist, Dave. Even to this day, he still does his bit. I think that's probably why right, he's just right. done martial arts all his life. So that wasn't fake, that, but we don't see him really do anything. Yeah, yeah, not in, not in this one. Honest. I mean, he's just he's just a badass, isn't he? He's like the emperor. But, yeah, I just thought, you know, he just didn't really have any shoulders or biceps or anything. I just thought, oh, I, I remember him being much bigger and tougher. Hang on, Dave. You're slagging Martin Coles off and you've got the fucking twig fucking main actor. Yeah, but he's like supposed to be a high school student, isn't he? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Old twiglet arms. (laughs) You know? He's he's a man after my own art, like I say. When I fought, I I think I remember it was uh, 65 kilograms. So that was about 10 stone. So I was was probably the same. I was probably a bit of Danny LaRusso there. I can only dream about being 10 stone. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love it now, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> over to you. <laughs> it's a place where you want to get in contact with the show, guys, on Twitter, at VHS Strikes Back. If you want to email the show, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. And if you do like the show, please get onto your podcast catching app and drop us a review. It just helps us grow and gets us out there to more people. And like always, Dave, 
we do have other podcasts to plug so what have you got for us please yeah if you want to get over onto our comics in motion podcast uh, we reviewed the recently released joker so a very polarizing film seen lots of different opinions and it seems to be one of those particularly on social media that's quite charged um but that, that was really that kind of old 70s kind of scorsese movie so yeah we had a lot of fun sort of going through that as well and of course if you want to explore our back catalog that'd be lovely as well good stuff dave so dave have you got anything to throw us out with today well there are so many great lines aren't there from this one but one of the ones one of the lines that miyagi gives which i don't know why it kind of made me laugh because it's not even that funny but miyagi says in okinawa don't mean no need rope to hold up pants Coming the best ever <laughs> outro you've done. <laughs> you, I didn't want to expect you that, Dave. Right, we'll see you next time. <laughs> That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. Yeah, maybe you stupid. 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 St